Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memorei Avram Goldhar and today we're Zechus Beya Daf Tezvav. The end of the first parak Beitzer Shnoldam Yantav and the beginning of the second parak Yantav. So the three daps we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah Daf Yid Daladam Beis concluded. Zechul, this is the rule regarding what can be sent as gifts to others in Yantav. Koshin the Oisin Bobi Yantav, whatever may be used on Yantav. The more he relates that Rav Sheish has permitted the Rabbanan to send film in Yantav. A bias Rav Sheish is how film can be sent when the Mishnah states that only what may be used on Yantav may be sent and film are not worn on Yantav. Rashi brings the Gemara in Erevin Daf Tzadivav Amad Alf that states that while Tefillin are worn during the week as a sign between the Jew and Hashem, no external sign is needed on Shabbos and Yantam since these days themselves constitute a sign. The Gemara answers that the Mishnah means to say, Whatever may be used even on a weekday, we may send it on Yantam. The Rashi explains that despite the fact that Tefillin have no Yantam use, the mere sending and receiving of gifts makes a person joyful and are thus considered a Yantam need. Pointing to the opening mission of the second parak states that when Yantav falls on Erev Shabbos, a person may not cook on Yantav primarily for Shabbos, but he may cook for Yantav, and if he left over any food, what he left over may be used for Shabbos. And one may prepare a cooked dish prior to Yantav and designate it as his Eruvi Tavshuin and rely on it for Shabbos. And Eruvi Tavshuin permits one to cook on Yantav for Shabbos without restriction. The Gemara asked what the reason is that the Rabbana instituted the requirement of a Rubi Tavshil. And Rabbah said, So that one will remember to set aside a proper portion of food for Shabbos and a proper portion for Yantav. Rashi explains that setting aside the Rubi Tavshil will help him remember Shabbos and not consume all the food on Yantav. Ravashi said, So that people will say to themselves, if we may not bake on Yantav even for Shabbos, unless the preparations were begun before Yantav, then certainly we may not bake on Yantav for weekday use at all. And pointing with you, the Gemara brings a brace that the Rebbe was sitting and darshing the entire day of Yantav, and as very groups of Talmudim left to go to their pseudos, he criticized them, saying, For they forsake eternal life and engage in temporary needs. The Gemara asks, But Simchas Yantav is a mitzvah, and it answers that Rabbi Yazar holds that Simchas Yantav rishus. Simchas Yantav is optional, for it was hot in Abraisa. Rabbi Yazar says that a person has no specific chiv on Yantav, rather, he may eat and drink, or he may sit and study. Or Yeshua says, Chalkeu, divide the day. Half of it should be used in the service to Hashem through learning, and half of it should be used for yourselves through eating and drinking. The Gemara asks what is meant by the Pasuk Rabbi Yezer brought, Ki Hashem for the joy of Hashem is your security. Rabbi Yochan said in the Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Shimon, Kodesh Baruch Hu said to Yisrael, Banai Luvul, I have a country, Kedusha Zayom, Ba'aminu Bi, Ba'ni Porea. My sons, borrow on my account, and properly sank the holiness of the day, and trust in me, and I will repay your loans. So once again, the three points are number one. The last Mishan Dav Yiddawad Ambeis concluded, Zehakal, this is the rule regarding what can be sent as gifts to others on Yantav. Koshine Osim Bobi Yantav. Whatever may be used on Yantav. The more he relates, Rav Sheish has permitted the Rabban to send Tefillin on Yantav. A bias Rav Sheish is how Tefillin can be sent when the Mishnah states that only what may be used on Yantav may be sent, and Tefillin are not worn on Yantav. Rashi brings Gemur in Erevin Dav Tzadivav Amadav that states that while Tefillin are worn during the week as a sign between the Jew and Hashem, no external sign is needed on Shabbos and Yantav since these days themselves constitute a sign. The Gemara answers that the Mishnah means to say, Whatever may be used even on a weekday, we may send it on a Yantav. The Rashba explains that despite the fact that Tefillin have no Yantav use, the mere sending and receiving of gifts makes a person joyful and are thus considered a Yantav need. Pointing to the opening mission of the second parak states that when Yantav falls in the air of Shabbos, a person may not cook on Yantav primarily for Shabbos, but he may cook for Yantav, and if he left over any food, what he left over may be used for Shabbos. 
And one may prepare a cooked dish prior to Yantav and designate it as his Eruvi Tavshilun and rely on it for Shabbos. And Eruvi Tavshilun permits one to cook on Yantav for Shabbos without restriction. The one asked what the reason is that the Rabban instituted the requirement of Eruvi Tavshilun. And Rabbi said, So that one will remember to set aside a proper portion of food for Shabbos and a proper portion for Yantav. Rashi explains that setting aside the Eruvi Tavshilun will help remember Shabbos and not consume all the food on Yantav. Ravashi said, So that people will say to themselves, if we may not bake on Yantav, even for Shabbos, unless the preparations were begun before Yantav, then certainly we may not bake on Yantav for weekday use at all. And pointing me through the Gemara brings a Bryce of Rebbe who was sitting and darshing the entire day of Yantav, and as very groups of Talmudim left to go to their pseudos, he criticized them. For they forsake eternal life and engage in temporary needs. The Gemara asks, But Simchas Yantiv is a mitzvah, and it answers that Rabbi Yezer holds that Simchas Yantiv Rishus, Simchas Yantiv is optional. For it was taught in a Bryce, Rabbi Yezer says that a person has no specific chiv on Yantiv. Rather, he may eat and drink, or he may sit and study. Yeshua says, Chalkeu, divide the day. Chetzil Hashem, Chetzil Hashem. Half of it should be used in service to Hashem through learning, half of it should be used for yourselves through eating and drinking. The Gemara asks, what is meant by a pasuk where Belazar brought Kichedus Hashem Hidma Uzchem? For the joy of Hashem is your security. Yochan said in the name of Belazar Rabbi Shimon, Akash Baruch Hu said to Yisrael, "Banai Lubulai Bekadshu Kedushas Hayom, Laminu Bi Bani Poreim." My sons, borrow my account and properly sanctify the holiness of the day, and trust in me, and I will repay your loans. All right, so now we go to a simmer duff Tezvav, and our standard simon is a fruit bowl, and the reason we get to a fruit bowl is because Tezvav reminds us of Tubishvat. Tubishvat, we eat fruit. And for some reason, it's easier to work with a fruit bowl than it is with specific types of fruit, at least for me. So we're using a fruit bowl as our simon. So here goes. The Balhabas, who was sent to fill in, in an empty fruit bowl by a friend, placed it next to his Eruvi Tevshilin, which was also set aside in a fruit bowl, and went back to enjoy his lavish Yantav Suda that he borrowed money to pay for, to be Makadish the day, once again in slow motion. The Balhabas, who was sent to fill in, in an empty fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be Ron Dab Tezvav, to Bishvat. The Baal bus was sent to fill in an empty fruit bowl by a friend, which reminds the last mission on Daf Yiddah on base concluded, this is the rule regarding what can be sent as gifts to others on Yantav, Yantav, whatever may be used on Yantav. The more he relates, the Rav Sheshit permitted the Rabban to send to fill in on Yantav, but by Rav Sheshit, how to can be sent when the Mishnah states that only what may be used on Yantav may be sent and to are not worn in Yantav. The Gemara answer is the Mishnah means to say, Whatever may be used, even on a weekday, we may send it on a Yantav. The Rajbah explains that despite the fact that Philon have no Yantav use, the mere sending and receiving of gifts makes a person joyful and are thus considered a Yantav need. So the Balabas who was sent to Philon in an empty fruit bowl by a friend placed it next to his Eruvi Tavshun, which was also set aside in a fruit bowl. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the second parak introduces the institution of a Ruvi Tavshim, which permits one to cook on Yantav Shabbos without restriction. The Gemara asks what the reason is. The Rabban instituted the requirement of a Ruvi Tavshim. And Rabbi said, So that one will remember to set aside a proper portion of food for Shabbos and a proper portion for Yantav. Rashi explains that setting aside the Eruv Tavshilun will help him remember Shabbos and not consume all the food on Yantav. Ravashi said, So that people will say to themselves, if we may not bake on Yantav even for Shabbos, unless the preparations have begun before Yantav, then certainly we may not bake on Yantav for weekday use at all. So the Balabas, who was sent filling in an empty fruit bowl by a friend, placed it next to his Eruv Tavshilun, which was also set aside in a fruit bowl. 
and went back to enjoy his lavish yantiv suda that he borrowed money to pay for to be Makadish the day. Which reminds us that we have a Malkus, because it says that a person has no specific chiyav on yantiv, rather he may eat and drink, or he may sit and study. Rabbi Shua says, Chalkeo, divide the day. Chetzi Hashem. Half of it should be used in service to Hashem through learning, and half of it should be used for yourselves through eating and drinking. And the Pasuk, for the joy of Hashem is your security, teaches that, My sons, borrow on my account and properly sanctify the holiness of the day and trust in me, and I will repay your loans. So once again, the ball bus who was sent to fill in, in an empty fruit bowl by a friend placed it next to his Eruvi Tavshilim, which was also set aside in a fruit bowl, and went back to enjoy his lavish yantav suda that he borrowed money to pay for to be Makadish the day. All right, now it's time for a four block back Chazara. Daf Yadolf, so the seven Daf Yadolf is stars. So here goes. The cute little bird leading a trail of tiny stars. Stars? That must be more a Daf Yadolf. The cute little bird leading a trail of tiny stars wherever it went was too scared to turn the corner to the neighboring dovecote, which reminds the Mishnah Dov Yeram Bay state that if doves were inside the pigeonhole, when one designated them before Yantav, but the only doves he found in Yantav were on the ledge in front of the pigeonhole, they are prohibited. However, if before Yantav there were no birds there in the vicinity of the dovecote except these, then they are permitted. The Gemara clarifies that the last case is where there is another pigeonhole within 50 amos, the Kagon to Kaim of a Karen Zabis. However, it's located on the other side of the corner of the building. The mission is coming to teach that young bird will only continue to hop as long as it can turn around and see its pigeonhole. So the cute little bird leading a trail of tiny stars wherever it went was too scared to turn the corner of the neighboring dovecote. So it turned back and crossed over a hide that was spread out for people to trample on, which reminds the Gemara why it's permitted to spread hides but not to spread chalev. If there's an equal concern if they were prohibited, people might refrain from shechni and yantam. The Gemara answers that in the case of the hide, it's not evident that it was spread out for tanning because it's also fit for sitting on. People assume the Rabbanon permitted it for sitting. But in the case of the chalev, people will say spreading it out would prevent spoilage. And they'll say, what difference does it make if I salt it or spread it out? And they'll come to salt chalev on yantam, which is a derisive prohibition. So the cute little bird leading the trail of tiny stars wherever it went was too scared to turn the corner to the neighboring dovecote. So it turned back and crossed over a hide that was spread out for people to trample on and was in front of a vendor that was putting back his window shutters. Which reminds us, Ula said, There are three cases in which the Rabbanon permitted their final phase on account of their initial phase. The first case is, placing a hide will be trampled on. If people are not allowed to spread a hide, they'll not shut. The second case is replacing shutters of vendor stalls. If vendors have to leave their shutters open, the entire day, they'll be reluctant to remove the shutters in the first place for people to purchase their needs for the yantiv meal. And the third case is the replacement of a dressing on the wound of a kohen in the temple on yantiv. If the kohen is prohibited from replacing the bandage, he might choose to keep it on and refrain from performing the avoda. Dafyid base. So the Zimmer Dafyid base is 12 brothers. So here it goes. The parade of six brothers. Six brothers and the other one. Six brothers mentioned later on. 12 brothers all together. That must be more on Dafyid base. The parade of six brothers carrying the loving Sifri Torah and their little sisters in Rishas on Yantav, which reminds us the next mission states, Beishamai say that we may not take out either a child, a Luv, or Sifri Torah from Rishas Yachid to Rishas Rabbi on Yantav, but they permit it. Rashi explains that Beishamai hold that Hotzan Yantav is prohibited for non-food-related purposes. Rabbi Yitzhak Bravdimi said that a bright to the taught of a person Shechs, a donated all on Yantav is lash, must be Beishamai who does not hold a matoch. It's therefore forbidden to shecht an animal that will not be eaten. For if it was Beisilu who hold a matoch, since hotel was permitted for a food-related purpose, it's also permitted for a non-food-related purpose. And here too, they would say matoch. Since shechita was permitted for a food-related purpose, it's permitted when there's no food-related purpose, such as in this case of the Ola. So the parade of six brothers carrying loving Sifre Torah and their little sisters in Rishos Rabbi and Yantiv, 
pass a man carrying a sign and warning passes by not to carry on Shabbos. Which reminds us, Rabbi questioned Rabbi Yitzhak Barabitim's interpretation of the Chos between Bishon and Basil and suggested Dilma be'erba hotzelo Shabbos vein erba hotzelo yomtev kamufage. That perhaps they disagree whether the institution of erba and the Malach of Hotzah apply to Shabbos but not to Yantav. Bishon may hold that erba and Hotzah apply to Yantav as well and therefore they prohibit carrying things not needed for food-related purposes. Whereas Basil hold that erba and Hotzah do not apply to Yantav and therefore permit carrying out things not needed for food purposes, such as a child who will receive a Torah. The Gemara brought the following Pasuk as a possible support, and do not carry a burden from your home on the day of Shabbos. We can infer from here that only on Shabbos is Hotzah prohibited, but not on Yantav. And since the Malchokas is limited to Hotzah and Yantav, even Basil may agree that one who shechs a donated all on Yantav is Chayim Malkas. And there is no basis for Yisab Rabdimi to say the price is consistent with Basilo. Rav Yosef challenges this explanation. So the parade of six brothers carrying a loving Sifri Torah and their little sisters in a Shusarabim Yanyantiv passed a man carrying a sign and warning passers-by not to carry on Shabbos, while the other six brothers delivered challah and a heavy load of meat matanos to the neighborhood Kohen. Which reminds us, this Malchus Beisham Beisilo, whether one may deliver matanos and challah to a Kohen on Yantiv Beishamay draws a comparison to Truma, which Beisilo rejects. Dafya Gimel, so the Simmer Dafya Gimel is a bar mitzvah boy. So here goes. The Ben Levi Bar Mitzvah boy, Bar Mitzvah boy, that must be more enough. Yud Gimel. The Ben Levi Bar Mitzvah boy, who proudly made wine from the Meister grapes he was given to give Trumas Meister, which reminds us, it was taught in Abraisa, that a Ben Levi to whom they gave ears of grain for his Meister, Osa Osengorn, must make them fit for a granary, meaning he must completely process the wheat before separating Trumas Meister. And similarly, if he's given grapes, he must make them to wine and all of his must made into oil. And then he separates Trumas Meister from them and gives the Trumas Meister to a Kohen. For just as the Truma Gadol is not taken other than from the granary and from the wine press, so Trumas Meiser is not taken other than from the granary and the wine press. So the Ben Levi Bar Mitzvah boy who proudly made wine from the Meiser grapes he was given to give Trumas Meiser and knew to only give Trumas Meiser and not Truma Gadol from his Meiser. Which reminds us, Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, If one did the separation before separating Truma, while the grain was still in the ears, he's part of him Truma Gadol. As the Pasuk says in reference to Maeser Shani, And you shall separate from it Hashem's Truma, a Maeser from the Maeser, which teaches us, I told you, referring to Levi, to separate a Meiser from a Meiser, meaning Trumas Meiser, and not both Trumagadoa and Trumas Meiser from the Meiser. So the Ben Levi Bar Mitzvah boy, who proudly made wine from the Meiser grapes he was given, to give Trumas Meiser, and knew to only give Trumas Meiser and not Trumagadoa from his Meiser, had his guests peel off cups full of barley kernels to eat at a Shabbosuda, which reminds us. The Gemara brought a mission from Meiser that ruled that one may not peel off barley kernels, collect them in his hand and eat them without first separating Meiser. Yet, the Gemara concluded, based on the practice of Rav and Rabbi Chia, that one may peel off and collect even cups full of kernels on Shabbos. Rav Shesh's Braid Ravidi explained the difference between the halakhas of Shabbos and Meiser in that regard to Shabbos, Malachas Machshevah's Asr Torah, the Torah prohibited only calculated labor, meaning a professional activity. Although peeling off barley kernels by hand is considered the Gemara Malachah from Meiser, it's permitted on Shabbos, for it's not a Malachas Machshevah's, a calculated professional labor. Daf Yadol. So the simmer Daf Yadol is a hand, and we use often a juggler. So here goes. The juggler, juggler, that must be more Daf Yadol. Yad, hand. The juggler masterfully juggling salt, spices, 
wooden stone pestles, which reminds the Beisham who agree that crushing salt requires more machinery than crushing spices. And Rav Hunan and Rechizto offer different explanations. One said all cooked dishes need salt, but not all cooked dishes need spices, meaning that even if a person did not know which dish he would cook before Yantiv, he certainly knew that he would need salt, and therefore he should have crushed salt before Yantiv. The other one said, All spices begin losing their flavor after being crushed, but salt does not begin to lose its flavor after being crushed. And the nafkamina between the two explanations is, when he knew before Yantiv was going to cook a dish that required spices, or in a situation that he decided to cook a dish, on Yantiv with Marika saffron, which does not lose any flavor after being crushed. So the juggler masterfully juggling salt spices, wooden stone pestles, while doing borer absolus from kidneys, which reminds us the next mission states that one wants to separate a mixture of kidneys and psolus, such as earth and straw, on Yantiv, say, borer ochel ochel. He must separate the food from the psolus and eat it. He may not separate the psalms from the food because Beishamay prohibit Bora and Yantiv as well, even when it's for food preparation. Beishil will say Bora Kadarko. He separates in the usual manner by taking the psalms from the food. According to Beishil, Bora is permitted on Yantiv because it's a malach that may be performed in preparation for food. So the juggler massively jugging salt spices, wood, and stone pestles while doing Bora of psalms from kidneys was touched when his neighbor sent him a cow as a present, along with wine and oil on Yantiv. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Beisham may say, elamanos. We may not send presents on Yantiv with the exception of ready portions. Rashi explains that only food ready to be eaten and not commonly left over until the next day may be sent to friends. But Beisham will say that we may send animals, beasts, and fowl, whether alive or shechted, as well as wines, oils, fine flowers, and kidneys, but not grain. Since grinding the grain could have been done before Yantiv without detracting from its taste, it's prohibited to be done. Alright, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichon wishing a great day and great learning.